Sawadi Kaab, and welcome to the Bureau Asia podcast. I'm Matt Cowan, the Bureau Chief and your host. Thank you for listening in. Last episode, we got lost down the tunnel of love when we went on a mission to find out what makes Vietnamese women tick in the bedroom and other lovey-dovey stuff. Of course, it was the love episode, and I'm pretty certain for you, my discerning listener, it brought back memories both fond and not so fond that you've had on the dating scene, or should I call it circuit, here in Vietnam. I've got to say the episode got quite a bit of feedback and when I ran into some of the Bureau Asia podcast loyal listeners around town after it was aired a couple of weeks ago, they were pretty eager, I've got to say, to let me in on some of their own sexual exploits and experiences while dating in Vietnam, along with what they thought the typical stereotype of a Vietnamese woman in bed is. They all disagreed, by the way, with the stereotype given by our friend Stella who features in that episode. Of course, the stories my friends shared are just for me. I'll take them to my grave, I promise, along with the names of the people who told me. So don't even think you're going to squeeze them out of me if you see me around town half a dozen beers in. Although, who knows, buy me a couple of beers and I may just tell all. But be prepared to blush. Some of them are pretty raunchy. Anyway, I love people coming up to me anytime and chatting about the potty. So... If you happen to see me, come and say hi and break the ice with a comment about the latest episode. I get a kick out of seeing others getting a kick out of it. By the way, if you haven't listened to the love episode, give it a listen after this and let me know what you think on the Bureau Asia's social media channels at the Bureau Asia. Now, to this episode. We talk Thailand Cup. That's right, the land of smiles. We popped over there just the other week for a few days. So we're going to break down our experience traveling there and what it's like for a short break. After that, we're going to go for some cheap vanity metrics in an effort to boost our ratings when we slag off at bedpackers, backpackers, travel YouTubers and social media travelers to Vietnam. So be sure to stick around for that. Slagfest, as has become somewhat usual these days after we agreed once to never, ever work with each other again, it's the Bureau Asia's content manager and flash packer, Melanie Kasul. How are you, Mel? Hey, I'm good. Well, I'm looking forward to this weekend where I get to spend time with you. Oh, righto. Working. Yeah. Or, wait, are we? Uh, I thought we were semi-retired or... Just taking a break from meeting fans on our worldwide tour. Well, you actually did ask me once if we were mm. retired. Semi-retired. I think you said, hey, out of the blue one day, you said, Matt, are we semi-retired? My weeks actually turned out pretty full and I managed to slip a head cold in a, a man flu <laughs> along the way that had me feeling cranky for most of the week in case you didn't notice, Mel. How's your head? Oh, <laughs> how's it look? Pretty good. All right. Um, yeah, so. No, um, I did. I did notice, you know, that's why I refused the offer to work from home from my boss to give you time to enjoy your sickness oh, so all nice. by yourself. You're so nice. You're so thoughtful. <laughs> anyway, uh, things started on the Friday last week when I met up with old mate Mark Boyer at 
O'Park. You hi, know that joint, Mel? Yeah. Of course, Mark would be well known to many listeners from his Rusty Compass website and his venue, Old Compass. Mm. He's back in Vietnam for a few weeks, so it was great to see him looking so well. And in fact, our chat inspired the second half of our episode today about the different types of travellers we're seeing here in Vietnam at the moment. Ah, interesting. Well, I hope to see you, Mark, when you're back from your trip. Yeah, I think he's up there in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you try to pop into Old Compass Cafe if you get the chance. They usually do a great little lunch set. Yeah. And often in the evenings at weekends, there's some live music. Um, If you're lucky, you might catch him. He's a, he's a muso himself. Oh, yeah, he plays guitar. Yeah, and keep an eye out for their awesome speaking series that attracts speakers from all over the world who often have extensive knowledge and experience of Vietnam in different fields. Yeah, the old compass on Pastor Street is yep, definitely absolutely. a great venue to catch thought-provoking and, dare I say, more intellectual, you know, events around the city. I'm not sure if young TikTokers will find it stimulating as us, <laughs> yep. but hey, I won't completely start the slag fest right now. I'll wait for the next segment. Yep, fair <laughs> enough. Um, after catching up with Mark, I wandered over to new Aussie haunt Jackaroo, mm. the Jackaroo Bar. Two Aussies in one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was an Aussie fest and um, it's near the west gate of Bentan Market. Okay, so, so Westgate. All right, so that's near where you have the the gold pawn shops and like the uh, yeah there's a money the changer there that's food. always packed and that's yeah, yeah it's like the halal, halal kind of yeah, street okay. yeah, there where you Got see it. a lot of malaysian and indonesian travelers there mm-hmm. um yeah great little street um not not too sure if they're his target market there young young jay who <laughs> owns jackaroo but Boy, isn't that area coming along? The hoardings have been taken down. And at the moment, it's this wide expanse of tarmac. I'm talking Uh out the front of uh, Bentan Market. It's kind of ugly. I I did a post on it. Um, But the building across it is ugly. But I imagine the roundabout will go back in after the underground metro station gets Uh done and the train gets finished in about 2070. I wonder if they're gonna. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna bring back, you know, Uncle Ho's statue. There, I don't think he was the there, middle. was he? I don't oh, think it was him. Was it Uncle think, Ho, or was it a like a horse? Or, yeah, I'm not too sure who oh, it was. Wow. So uh, actually, lo- if you know, we probably should time. know that. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you know, let us know. Um, anyway, I love Jackaroo. It's a great location. Friendly staff. Shout out to Jay and the crew there. So hello, mm. guys. Keep up the great work. Uh, we'll be back for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely pop up and have a drink there after uh, buying that designer luggage from the street <laughs> Yeah, that's downstairs. right, down below. Good spot to buy some knockoffs. <laughs> uh, then on Sunday evening, we went over to District 2 and we had dinner at Clay. Yeah, the place the is really nice. That's, that's actually our second time to go there. Yep. But if I just make, you know, one comment... Our table, where we actually also sat the previous time, it was a bit wonky and wobbly. I think I was leaning on it. No. Look, it's not a good look for a restaurant partly owned by a furniture company. So, look, I'm just saying. Yeah, fair enough. Good call. Then I went to Yakiniku Yazawa. Uh-uh. On Monday night as a guest of our friend of the potty, Chris Thompson. Hey, Chris. Yeah, he was as gentlemanly as ever, clad in his usual clobber of blazer and chinos, looking very smart. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's what we come <laughs> to expect from Chris. Yeah. Anyway, it was an excellent evening at a restaurant that's on the world's 50 best restaurants watch list. So uh-huh. not the not the 
Asia 50, the but world's we're, 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, pretty big deal. What's up with Chris in Japanese restaurants lately, huh? Yeah, he's got a bit of a thing going on there, a bit of a <laughs> Japanese fetish. No, by but the looks um, of it. I just have like this question in my head like, is there a big push? For, you know, Japanese restaurants in general in Vietnam. And, you know, I'm just wondering, how does the 50 best restaurant thing work anyways? Like, I thought that being in Vietnam, the representation should be about Vietnamese cuisine. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Yeah, it might be one uh, we'll get Chris to answer. We'll have to get him on the potty at some stage in the coming weeks. Um, and then, of course, uh, on Wednesday evening, I went to the Viet Cetera press event to launch Flavors Vietnam mm. 2023. So yummy. it was a busy week. Yeah, it was yummy, actually. Uh, Peter Gung Franklin of Anang Saigon, he did the Is meals. Is it Peter Gung Franklin or Peter Franklin <laughs> well, I'm not Gung. sure. Yeah, it might be Peter Franklin Gung these days. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Anyway, Mel, um, we've got another whopper of an episode. Mm. We'd best get into it. A couple of weeks back, we thought we'd pop over to Thailand for a short break. After all, it's just a short flight over to Savannah Boom. Savannah Boom. Mal Airport on the outskirts of Bangkok. Just long enough to be served up a dry ham and cheese sanger with a lukewarm, not lukewarm, Mel, cup of coffee <laughs> and to hear the life story of a divorced doctor from the oh UK God, who's right. clearly still hating on her ex-husband oh, a decade wow. on from that what was, was like most likely a very messy hours. settlement. Of Karen, Karen talking. I also recall at one point as we were passing through turbulence and rain on approach, the passenger next to her reassured her that if we go down, mm. we won't feel a thing I and know. not to worry about it. I'm not too sure what going I down think, he meant. but it- <laughs> <laughs> I think this is when I started vomiting, <laughs> like literally. Um, so anyway, yes, uh, it, it, was a, it was a tricky flight for me. Anyway, I'm not too sure how he knows that uh, everything would be okay if we did actually go down. Nevertheless, uh, she still <laughs> let out a short high-pitched scream when the wheels slammed onto the tarmac. Ugh. Anyway, initially we toyed with the idea of popping across the border into Cambodia instead and then taking a ferry from Sihanoukville on the Gulf of Thailand to the small island of Koh Rong. I'd heard a lot about it, seen a lot of good things about it, but in the end we decided there were too many moving parts to fall yeah. into place for such a short trip to yeah. go well. And I couldn't find any decent videos about yeah. the food over there. It was, the beach looked good in the vloggers' yeah. videos, but there was no food Yeah, info. so we went for the safer option. A flight to Bangkok and then a car and driver took us about three hours southeast of Bangkok to the small beachside town of Lam Mai Pim. Silent I think H. I got, yes, Silent, Silent H. Uh, after it was recommended to us by our friend and avid listener of the potty, Steve Black, who actually lived in Thailand for a while, I think. Oh, yeah. hey, Steve. So, Mel, mm-hmm. in an effort to keep this segment somewhat on the rails, <laughs> I've decided to structure it with topics and we'll okay. give each one a couple of minutes. Sure. So, the topics are transport, accommodation, mm-hmm. food, places, overall observations. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Let's get into it. Okay. The first cab off the rank, so to speak, is transport. 
How was it for you overall, given mm-hmm. that we had just four nights in the land of smiles and wanted to waste as little <laughs> time as possible going from door to door? Can we call it the land of silence? Because <laughs> yeah, I did not hear any honking or tooting oh. from transport vehicles, um, except, of course, for, you know, the old school train down Payatai Station where yep. we were staying. Yep. In but Bangkok. In yeah. Bangkok. Yeah, but overall... It was so quiet. I know, I couldn't get over it. The traffic, actually, that nearly cleaned us up when we crossed (laughs) the line there. After the locals said, yeah, you can cross over, no worries, don't worry about that. And then the lights changed and around the corner came all this traffic. It was no pedestrian crossing, apparently. Yeah, I thought we were gone at that point and there was a train line to the left and oncoming traffic to the right. But, you know, we've been living in Vietnam for a long time. So So we were used to it. Water off a duck's back. But, yeah, that was a rush. But I think, you know, at, at the start of any trip, Watching a flight safety video can help you prepare for anything that can happen. Except though, this Vietnam Airlines flight, I felt like there was too much artistic interpretation. Do you mean the so the safety video video that came down? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the flight attendants they no longer like stand on the aisle and you do a physical demonstration. The TVs, you know, like the little monitors, they come down like in yeah. front of you and then they play a video. I, I just thought it was over the top. Yeah, it's always a concern when the safety video actually features fire and water <laughs> in their demos. They're the last things you want to see when the engines spool up before takeoff. I, there was just too much dancing and prancing and... A lot of cultural misappropriations, I, I thought. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so we flew Vietnam Airlines and there's been a lot of speculation about it over the past 12 months or so, even suggesting they may fold. Oh, no. Just six months ago, it was reported in the news that it was something like $1.5 billion <gasps> US dollars down the tube. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not sure how they're travelling now, but I guess like a backpacker from Pham Nui Lao, <laughs> they're still asking for money. Anyway, um, what were your thoughts overall and how trustworthy (laughs) are those sick bags? Yeah, look, I had to open a second vomit bag because the first one tore up from uh, the extreme pressure on my list. Sorry. Well. The extreme pressure. (laughs) Well, I had to. What were you using it for? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Just, I'm not a good traveler, uh, air traveler. Turbulence is not my friend. Yeah. Well, the Karen at the back who was talking about (laughs) stuff didn't help it. Hope she's listening. And look, I noticed there's a lot of time, money, and Mm. ink. Wasted on those in-flight mags on reviewing destinations and resorts <laughs> and, and fashion. all that sort of fashion. <laughs> you know, why not spend that money on reviewing sick bags, for example, and <laughs> what you know, other little things on the plane that bug you. Okay, let's move on to our digs. We stayed at a little dumpy kind of place on Beach Road, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, and it's called the Toy Art Resort. Run now- by the Toy Art Group. They also had a group. Oh, uh, yeah, they had a group. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Now, calling it a resort might be a stretch. (laughs) Perhaps Trailer Park would be more apt, except I was the only white trash. (laughs) Yeah, not a lot of farangs in this trip. No. My two cents of it would be it's a container park. (laughs) That's a nice one. Yeah, but made with wood, not metal, you know. But although we did get to move to a better container block near the pool because we were like – 
booked at that really, really far end, like near yeah, the road. Right. Yeah. And I I kind of felt funny about it. Yeah, it was far from security. It was security. like they were trying to fill it from the outside in, yeah, which kind of makes yeah. sense leading up True. to the weekend, I suppose. Yeah, but we did get to move to one of those little huts that they had. So yeah. that was cute. Yeah. And was that again, different every- price just before? No, you- it was the same. Same price. Yeah. How much was it about per night? 30 bucks? Yeah. I kept about, thinking about 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, about 30. And like the transport, the people in the resort, they're so quiet. Yeah, was really quiet. So ergo, more local tourists than foreign Yeah, tourists. so yeah. Uh, I guess the moral of the story is don't judge a container <laughs> block by its wonky sliding doors and in-house <laughs> mozzies. I'd stay there again, although the pool looked as though it was about to implode with it each looked, plunge. It looked so 80s too, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I think it was put in in the 80s. It looked <laughs> very much like that. Next time I want to try booking the Poem Hotel down the road. Yep. The prices on Agoda seem reasonable on a weekday. It has a rooftop pool. The, it has okay coffee. They also serve breakfast. This toy art resort didn't include breakfast. Yeah. I want to know... Mm-hmm. Okay, so you check, did you check that out on TripAdvisor, Poem, the Poem Hotel? No, Agoda. So how do you know, on Agoda, yeah. how do you know how nice it was? Because we Is went it, in the room. We asked no, I to think go. It was, uh, I think the true story was okay, that what? you saw the container park that we were staying in. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, okay, I had a fit not, the entire I'm not afternoon. sure we can yeah. stay there. But uh, yeah. being the flash packer that you are, I yeah. understand that you would go for the Poem Hotel next time. So, well, yeah, I mean, look, being a flash packer does has its benefits. Plus, you know, find happy hour specials at five-star <laughs> yeah. resort hotels. Yeah. So even if you don't stay at the resort hotel, you can just rock up at yeah, happy a, hour. Yep. And then, yeah, you don't overstay your welcome and you get to relax. And and, the, was yeah. it the McCure down the road? Yes, so they it was. Had that. Yeah, so, yeah, go pretty budget on your... Stay. Uh, on your stay yeah. and then suss out the five-star down on the beach, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, being a flashpacker, Mel, can I expect to see you on the corner of Haibat Jung and Lee's One with a piece of cardboard hoping to fund your next trip with handouts from the locals? Mm, that's a tough question. <laughs> let's see, let's oh, see. No, you're not going to say no. No, Just of watch not. this space. Yeah. Okay. And I can uh, always go in disguise. Yeah, you could. Yeah. And, uh, I can wear a white what? face. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to finish off our trip, we also had one night in Bangkok, which reminds me, I had planned a little game with you that oh. uh, it would have required us to see who could actually remember the lyrics, the <laughs> lyrics to that song, because I only know a few one of them. One night in Bangkok, Oriana City. It's a show within a show. No, That's about I, all I, I know. That's me. Uh, I know the singer was Murray Head, which is an interesting surname. Now, along with the beach, this was what I was really keen to get stuck into. I've always loved Thai food, but I've got to say, it fell a bit flat this time, Mel. Oh, this is going to cause some ruckus with our friends who are Farangs in Thailand. But yeah, I agree. This trip, it lacked spice. Yeah, I think what happens is they see a whitey phalang. Like me, a mile off walking down the beach (laughs) and they think, okay, this sucker can't take the heat. And they wind up serving this mild, overly sweet dish that doesn't work, especially, Mm. say, pad thai. Yeah. You know, it just becomes a bit of a gluggy mess Mm. with little flavour. Yeah, a little bit disappointing. And 
It wasn't even like palm sugar. It was the white refined oh, yeah. sugar. That's why it was a bit crunchy as yeah. well. You could and taste there was sugar. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. interesting. I knew they used a lot of sugar, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it might have been the location, yeah. the fact that we're in a touristy town. But when we did go back to Bangkok, another thing that surprised me was the lack of open fire and sidewalk seating at street food kiosks. Yep. But Look, maybe I'm misremembering my experience in Thailand because when was the last time I was there? Yeah, it's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it's a long ago. time ago. Yep. And maybe I'm just thinking of how it is done here in Saigon. Yep. But yeah, I noticed there were more sellers hawking pre-packed rice and fried stuff already in plastic containers. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Thai fried stuff with rice in any form or shape. But the only street food I bought that I actually enjoyed were those, you know, colored rice cakes and the ones wrapped in banana leaves. Yep, yep. Mm. Um, Saigon smashing Thai, uh, Bangkok in terms of street food. Yeah. I actually posed the question on Tim Newton today, a channel by an Aussie who lives in Phuket, and he mentioned that there was a push a number of years back to literally push street food oh. vendors off the street which had the effect of moving them or shutting them down completely. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes um, sense. But on the upside, it's worked. It's worked well from a cleanliness yeah. perspective because the streets and alleyways, they were super clean. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get over it. And I didn't smell one turd for the entire week. Uh, uh, except, <laughs> except at the hotel. Anyway, anyway, we'll, yeah, move <laughs> on. What do you reckon? So, you know, after that brief experience, I was thinking – How does one define the Michelin street food recognition correctly then? What's it called? Like a bib or a spoon? Because I know Thailand is a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good you raised this um, about Michelin. I have no idea how they give stars out to street food. Mm. Technically, I'd say Jay Fai. She's got got a star. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's actually street food. It's not on the street. She's got a shop. Yeah. She's got a shop there. And- which brings me to Vietnam. How are they going to judge it oh. in Vietnam? You know, and how are they going to actually find worthy awardees here when there are so many and there's so much good food and everyone yeah. has a different recommendation? Yep. Nevertheless, we learned a hard lesson about all these reviews online. <laughs> I dragged you along to a Mark Wien's endorsed oh, so-called epicenter <gasps> of best street food mm. in Bangkok. And it was a huge fail. And I will never let you forget it. You know? we <laughs> well, were... we didn't have to walk too far, to be honest. No, no. But yeah, you were you were so excited to hear about Soy Five, right? Yes. And pitch. I was. Uh, it's shortened to Pitch. The okay. locals call it Pitch. So I was tired, and I didn't really want to train it to Sukhumvit, so I was just happy to walk around Ratatouille to find it. But it, I thought that. It was more an Indian, Turkish, yeah. Syrian, halal food yeah. street than a Thai food street, yep. you know. But there was that restaurant with a big lobster yeah. thing that apparently Yeah, it's a must expensive. visit apparently. But I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't yeah. looking for a sort of a bricks and mortar place. I wanted yeah. sort of street food stuff like what we see yep. here. But yeah. Well, there you go. Lesson. Don't believe everything you hear from vloggers, especially if the video is more than a year old. And podcasts. Don't get me started. Mm. 
Okay, so next one is places of interest, Mel. Mm-hmm. And I've got a, a short list here. I'll quickly run through them and then uh, we can have a quick chat. My Pim and Alki Beach. I hope I've pronounced that yeah. correctly. The other one is the, oh, sorry, the walk along from My Pim Beach and Alki yeah. is excellent, isn't it? Yeah. We did that a couple of times mm-hmm, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you go a little bit further you, and you keep following the water around, you'll find this, this beautiful little place. It's so near it's the like mangroves. Yeah, it's, it's in near, the mangroves. Yep. I featured it on some reels or one reel. I've done one mm. reel so far. There's another one. So look out for that. It's called Mango Tree Coffee and Resort. Lovely. And we just kind of, I saw it on the map mm-hmm. and I just thought, okay, well, the distance. It's a coffee shop. So it seems yeah. close enough. Yeah, there's some kind of coffee shop there. Let's check it out. And turns out it's a little sort of a three. B&B. They call it a resort, but it yeah. looks more like a. A B&B and it's over the water. There's a small community that lives over the mangroves there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it looks like a traditional Thai house built on stilts. So there's about three bedrooms that you can rent and it, it, it really looks very calm. I think about 30 bucks as well, they yep. said. Yep. And there's a small... Canteen. Canteen. Yeah, yep. that's the word for it. There's a, there's a canteen sort of three quarters of the way along the little walkway there. Yeah. So uh, you can order your food there. So local food, mm-hmm. little bit of Western food too, maybe. Yeah. But at the end of the jetty, there's a little spot there that's shaded and, yeah. and you can just chill out. Anyway, if you check out the Bureau Asia's Instagram reels, <laughs> you'll see it there. Um, anywhere else, Mel? Well, I really wanted to see the statue of the famous royal poet Sunthorn Poo. So he is, uh, yeah, he's a very uh, famous royal poet. And apparently he has um, like a statue in a memorial park, actually, near the hillside of Rayong. So it was like maybe like uh, less than 10 kilometers from where we were, but we just didn't have time nor the transport means to get there. Like there's no grab and the tuk-tuks, there weren't like public tuk-tuks. You had to rent a yeah, tuk-tuk. Yeah, we could have rented one with the, mm. what do you call it? The side, the side car thing but on it, there. But, but the way- We weren't there to do that. No, but yeah. So I wanted to see that because apparently characters from his literary works had little statues, um, including, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly, <laughs> Prince Apaimani. Uh, the Ocean Butterfly, and The Mermaid, which featured very prominently in that hotel that I wanted to stay at, and Poem also, Hotel. And also, there was a place where we ate one yes, night and they had a mural on the wall. Exactly. Yeah, there was also a that. seafood place there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next time. Okay, Mel. So last one on the list, mm-hmm. overall observations about our short trip to Thailand. Okay. Let me go first. Bangkok. It's quiet and clean. I couldn't get over it. I think that was the highlight. We were only there for, what, just 24 hours. Yeah. But as soon as we got out of the hotel, Mm -hmm. I think we went for a swim. Yeah. And got out of the hotel and then went for a walk. I just couldn't get over how clean it was. (laughs) Although um, it was a Saturday morning, so maybe people were back home, not in the city, but it didn't amp up. Even in the evening time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we, I think Pai Thai is a bit more of a CBD type area. True. Yeah. It, obviously it's not Sukhumvit Road. Mm. It's not 
the touristy areas like, uh, what is it, Kosan Road yeah. and places like that, Chinatown. So, um, yeah, good if you want a quiet stay. Mm-hmm. I was just amazed, you know. So it became obvious to me then that especially with our fail, with our street food yeah. that we had, <laughs> that you can't really have one and the other. You can't have both. You can't have a vibrant, a vibrant street, street food, food city life yep. and clean streets and clean streets you can't, yeah you can't just look at saigon saigon mm-hmm. clearly has this amazing street food scene mm-hmm. in just about every street and alleyway in the city but what? let's face it it's gonna it's pretty be pretty damn grubby and <laughs> yeah. it stinks it's gonna stink so yeah. what do you want you know and clearly the officials the authorities in bangkok have said you know we want mm-hmm. clean and well they've got it they've got it i was really surprised how many people live in bangkok is it 10 mil or something Something like that. The other thing that I liked was we had really good interactions with the Thais mm. when we did. Yep. I mean, as a tourist, you tend not to interact more than you really need to. You know, it's kind of a bit odd to just sort of walk up. Although the, the banana roti guy, I think, overcharged us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that video is also on the Instagram page as well. The flight to and from... Bangkok. was easy. 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 Vietnam mm-hmm. Airlines, uh, they cop a bit of flack. But they're okay. But they're on time. Mm-hmm. The cheese and ham sandwich, well. Didn't have you know. mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a good car service as well from Savannaboom Airport to Rayong or to- And back. And back. And uh, I don't know, if, you, if you're thinking about doing a trip like this and you need a car service between the, the airport, airport Pattaya. and say Pattaya- and where we May, went, Mayfim or Huahin. Get in touch. Uh, our good friend Steve recommended that, and it went really well. Mr. You, Pong, thank you. Yeah, you're gonna. You're probably gonna pay a little bit. It was mm-hmm. a little bit pricey, I suppose. About 60, 60 or seventy mm-hmm. bucks, as opposed to a bus. So I guess the question is, Mel, mm-hmm. will you be back? Yep. And it's a question that's plagued Vietnam tourism for many years. Mm. Not many travelers want to come back here. Yeah. Would you return to where we went? Yeah, but, you know, maybe do our own research on where to stay and not rely too much on social media and recommendations from that cheap bastard, Steve. <laughs> well, he's definitely a great source for cheap rates. As you know, Coracle Music Festival is next weekend in Mune, about a three or four hour drive east of here on the beach. It's a lovely part of the world. You can also catch the train to Fantit Station from Saigon and then grab a taxi into Mune about 20 minutes away. We went last year for a few days and stayed at Cargo Remote and Sailing Club, both great places to stay. I love me a good beach music fest, man. <laughs> now, the Bureau Asia is helping the organisers of Coracle Music Festival out and we've got hold of five tickets to the three-day event we're going to give away this week. I came up with the bright idea to do a small segment on the festival in this episode as a way to create some engagement, hype, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also in the hope that it would increase the likelihood of genuine Bureau fans winning a ticket. Woohoo! Sometimes I give these things away to winners who've never heard of us, which is fine. 
But I'd love to see more legit Bureau fans win some stuff from us occasionally. Yeah. So what we're going to do is come up with a quiz question now for listeners to answer, and then they need to go to our website, thebureauasia.com, find the article from this week called How to Win Your Free Ticket to Coracle Music Festival 2023, scroll to the comments section and submit their answer to our question. Easy. Yeah. Then we'll randomly draw five names from some AI-generated computer <laughs> programming thingy and they'll be our winners. What could go wrong? Then we'll get in touch with the winners over the next couple of days to explain how they can pick up their ticks. Well, you know what could go wrong? The AI could win the ticket. <laughs> yeah, it could yeah. do too. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we don't, we're not going to do something like uh, in 25 words or less. Okay, so while we think of a question... Let's listen to an advertisement I created for it. You know, I promised you that I'd do something. Do you want to hear it? Oh, my God. Did you put on the movie trailer for In This Summer Voice? Well, let's listen and find out. Oh, love it. Okay. Summer has finally hit our shores with Vietnam's biggest and best music festival (laughs) since the pandemic. Brought to you by the good good guys at Heart of Darkness Brewery. Oracle Music Festival returns to the beach this March 10, 11 and 12. It's new home, White Sand Resort. Oh my gosh, you even have auto-tune. Across two pulsating stages, including renowned French beat maker Andra, US garage rock icons Black Lips and Ibiza Wiz D. Montero. With Saigon favourites Hem Hem Scarband, Skeleton Good and others set to cast beach breaks all weekend long. Ticket packages available online at www.dreamspass.vn. In person at Indica, Brick and Barrel, Union Jacks, Soma and Cargo Remote. (laughs) Or try your luck to win a free ticket thanks to us at the Bureau Asia. By staying tuned to this episode to find out how to win. The Bureau Asia takes no responsibility. Drunk and stupidity, lost iPhone, sunburn, dehydration, hangovers, or bad food. No terms and conditions apply. Just have fun. <laughs> Those are that's like a lot of disclaimers that we we're not taking responsibilities for. Did you get all those? Yeah. <laughs> How about that then? Make you want to go? Yeah. Grab your sunblock, Monet. Here we come. Okay, so um, you were listening pretty intently, but did you come up with a possible quiz question for our listeners to answer (laughs) in order to go in the running to win one of the five tickets we have, which, by the way, are valued at around 1.6 million DOM. That's about 70 bucks. (gasps) Wait, quick question. Does the draw come with transport and accommodations? No, just entry ticks or one tick per person. Okay. Winners need to find their own transport and accommodation. Wait, wait. One ticks per person. So if I win, I can't bring my partner. Not for free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have to join as well. They have to pay. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Unless somehow, luckily, they, a couple they both win, win two tickets Ooh, or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, the, the first question that came to mind that we could ask mm-hmm. listeners is, how many beers is the trip from Saigon <laughs> to Munei? Wait, craft beer or normal beer? <laughs> uh, I've only done the normal beer okay. bit. I've never done it with craft beer. Um, but, you know, I thought that's probably not appropriate these days to highlight binge drinking, yep. even though the event is sponsored by a brewery. So the next one I came up with was how much is the bribe mm. if you get caught by the police riding a motorbike without a license to the sand dunes? Okay. 
Is there a CCTV camera or just a mobile phone camera to record the well, data? Well, uh, again, I thought that mightn't be appropriate. Of course, it was a slip of the tongue there, Mel. <laughs> I meant to say fine. Okay. So I came up with mm-hmm. what fruit oh. is Mune and the surrounding area famous for? Oh. Kind of boring, but it shouldn't get us in trouble. Ooh, ah, I know the answer to that, but wait. Will you accept correct answers with the English name, Vietnamese name, Spanish, or the scientific name? Which, by the way, I know. It's Selenicarius Unandantus. Okay, based on that, let's go with the common English word for it, Okay, all right. Okay, so if you want to go in the running to win one of these awesome tickets to the Coracle Music Festival this coming March 10, 11, and 12, just go to thebureauasia.com. Find the article on the homepage, How to Win Your Free Ticket to Coracle Music Festival 2023. It's pretty easy to find. It's on the homepage. And drop your answer in the comments section at the bottom. And then we'll get in contact with you if you're a lucky winner and tell you how to pick up your ticket. Woo! Good luck, Bureau fans. Okay, so here's the question again, Mel. Would you like to do the honours? My pleasure. Can I hand it over? Okay, okay. there you go. So the question you need to answer is... What fruit is Mune and the surrounding area famous for? Okay, so there you have it. Be sure to answer by 6 p.m. Monday, March 6th, and then we'll notify the five winners the following day on Tuesday, March 7th. Good luck. this episode with a segment on backpackers as again they've okay. raised the ire of the online community here in Vietnam but alas <gasps> we're out of time this episode oh, so okay. I think we'll make it the topic sure. of the next episode and perhaps call in an expert to get their take on it what do you think we're going to interview a bagpacker <laughs> in Famalao? Bagpacker, probably. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll try. See. I'll but take, that's an amazing idea. I'll take a couple of bucks in cash. Surely that will be enough. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. that's a good idea. Calling all the Bureau Podcast listeners. Drop us a line. Tell us what you think about bagpackers in the city. Give us your honest opinion so we're not the only ones who bangs the gong all the time. <laughs> Although that is the purpose of our show, right? I don't really know what the purpose of this show is, okay. to be honest. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give it a like, share and comment. And feel free to ask any questions related to Vietnam and the region on the Bureau Asia's social media channels at the Bureau Asia and I'll do my best to answer them. Mel, as usual, thanks for joining me again. Any last words of advice for festival goers next weekend? Stay hydrated, wear sunblock, and clean the beach as you go. Wow, so responsible. Yeah. My advice would be don't get stuck walking the strip <laughs> at high noon in your thongs <laughs> looking for something to eat. Is that the Mune version of the Walk of Shame? Oh, that just makes it even worse. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Don't forget to send in your comments and questions before our next episode so we can comment and answer. It should make for some great listening. Can we listen to the ad again? Yeah, sure. Okay. Until then, take care and stay safe. This is Matt Cowan. Enjoy your week wherever you are. 
summer has finally hit our shores with Vietnam's biggest and best music festival since the pandemic. Brought to you by the good guys at Heart of Darkness Brewery. Oracle Music Festival returns to the beach this March 10, 11 and 12 at its new home, White Sand Resort Moonay. With international and local acts across two pulsating stages, including renowned French beat maker Onra, US garage rock icons Black Lips and Ibiza Wiz D. Montero, with Saigon favourites Hem Hem Scarband, Skeleton Good and others set to cast speech breaks all weekend long. Ticket packages available online at www.dreamspass.vn in person at Indica, Brick and Barrel, Union Jacks, Soma and Cargo Remote. Or try your luck to win a free ticket thanks to us at the Bureau Asia by staying tuned to this episode to find out how to win. The Bureau Asia takes no responsibility for drunken stupidity, lost iPhone, sunburn, dehydration, hangovers or bad food. No terms and conditions apply. Just have fun.